0: Hi everyone and welcome to Business Legal Lifecycle uh, TV. It's Monday, uh, so it's last week's Monday here on the show. Uh, we go through a uh, topic uh, in brief uh, and just sort of highlight a few things. Today we're talking about employee and contractor and how to distinguish between uh, those two. Uh, it's a pretty important topic. Uh, you, uh, if you get it wrong you can get into some trouble and um, cost you some money so it's very important to distinguish between the two. Uh, early on in the relationship and if you're concerned about it then uh, definitely seek the advice. So we're only going to talk about three uh, ways to distinguish uh, between the employee and contractor today Uh, and this uh, show could go on for a number of hours if we sat there and went through all of them so (laughs) we're just doing three. So Jeremy say hello to everyone and then do you want to kick into the first uh, way uh, to distinguish? Yep. Thanks,
1: Greg, and as Craig said, this is really important to understand. And what we're doing today is Australian law. Uh, the, the principles do apply in the US and the UK and other countries, but yeah, you'll need to get your specific advice to make sure that you get this right. Uh, and hello to everyone. I don't know why I said that, but anyway. Uh, hello, everyone. Hope you're having a great Monday. <laughs> All right. So the first really um, way that we say that one of the main ways to distinguish an employee and contractor is the ability to subcontract and delegate. So an employee generally can't subcontract or delegate their work to someone else. Uh, I know that in Tim Ferriss' 4-Hour Workweek, he does talk about doing that, but really an employee really can't do that without the permission of their employer. Uh, but a true contractor uh, can subcontract or delegate work to someone else. So that is the first way to distinguish between an employee and a contractor, the ability to delegate. Craig, now
0: the second one. Uh, absolutely, so the second one is regarding uh, basis of payment. Uh, so for an employee, obviously it's a, a wage, that's how they're paid and that could be on the, the time that they've worked, uh, the price uh, could be for a particular activity or an item, and there could be commission as part of that as well. So that's an employee. When it comes to a contractor, the worker or the contractor is paid for the result achieved, normally based on a quote uh, they have provided. Uh, So a quote can be used, uh, you know, calculated using hourly rates and all those sorts of things and it uh, comes up with the total uh, cost. So the basis of payment, one is a a wage or a commission and the other one is based on a quote uh, and then they achieve that result by completing the job or whatever it might be. Then they get paid as a contractor. So that's the distinguishing uh, feature there is about basis of payment. Jeremy, what was the last one we had?
1: The third and final one, Craig, is equipment, equipment tools, and other assets. So this is a really important one, and it's really important, especially in the building industry, because there's a lot of misconceptions around this. And this is around the fact that if you're an employee, generally the equipment, tools, the things that you need to do your work are provided by your employer. A, a worker doesn't usually provide their own um, tools of trade, and the, an employee does. Whereas a contractor usually provides their own tools of trade, usually their own equipment, their own tools, their own assets. There is a grey area here because there are times when a contractor will use equipment provided by a, 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 a um, head contractor. Uh, that might be large machinery, those kind of things. Uh, so there's, no, there's, there's never a, a black and white line of what actually is a contractor and employee, uh, but it is definitely indicative if the contractor is using their own toolkit that they are a contractor as opposed to an employee. So, Craig, that's our top three. As you said before, there are many others. Uh, but they're the top three ones that we see as distinguishing between an
0: employee and a contractor. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, if you're looking at this sort of area, make sure you uh, give it a good, hard uh, review and get the right advice. So what we spoke about today was about delegation base payment and, you know, what stuff the person might need to do their job. Uh, as to whether they're an employee or a contractor so that's three ways And there's a number of others uh, there's many ways to be right with this uh, sort of stuff as well so make sure you get the advice and have a look at it uh, because you don't want to uh, fall foul of uh, the legislation when it comes to this and it could be that things might change throughout your business as well they might have started as a contractor but they've become more an employee now mm-hmm. support so it. that even if you're not just starting out and it's an existing business to review these uh, sorts of things uh, regular basis so that's it for us today this was show 196 so we're fast approaching uh, number 200 Uh, so if you're interested in the show notes please jump on the website as I said, uh, businesslingalifecycle.com.au, then it's slash 196 for show 196. If you have any questions or any input uh, that you want to add into the show, please get in touch with us. Happy to hear from our, our viewers and our listeners. Uh, if there's something we can do to tailor a show to something that uh, we have overwhelming support for, then please, uh, please contact us and we'll, uh, we'll do that. So, uh, yeah, that's it for us, Jeremy. I think nothing else to add? No, nothing else. We'll see you everyone next week. Excellent.
1: Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.